the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Welcome back uh, to our New Year's edition of Sovereign Minds uh, yeah, podcast. the first one. This is Happy the first New Year. one. We, we actually took a couple of weeks off. Uh, we had a little radio. I know you probably did a podcast or yep. something on the Bitcoin side, but uh, it is January 3rd, uh, 2000. Uh, I forgot to mark that out. It's 2022. 2022. A little scary. Yeah, 2-2. And uh, so we're we're back at it. We're going to keep going this year hardcore. We got our special guest with us, <laughs> uh, Patrick Jones, who's a board of super Supervisor District 4, which happens to be my district. Uh, and uh, so I want to hold him accountable for every misstep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I know you will. And, uh, you know, this is my first year. So uh, within two days, it'll be my first year on the job as Shasta County Supervisor District 4. So wow. it's been a lot of fun, actually. I've really enjoyed this last year. I look forward uh, to several more years, obviously, three more years. And I think this year, 2022, I've, I just can't wait. You know, I have had a hard time waiting to get to this year because right. I think so much is going to happen this year. And things that are going to be good, things that are going to help the county. And, you know, I think... You know, this what we've learned in the last two years is is that the public wants to see better representation. And I think that's what twenty twenty two is gonna bring about is better representation. And so I'm excited and uh I you know, it's been a kind of a long year, but it's been a really good year, and I've I've enjoyed it. And I've, what I guess I've enjoyed the most is that the the interaction from the public—they're waking up, they're finally getting involved yeah. in the in the process because they're being forced to woke, be uh, awake. You know, I hate to say woke, but you know, obviously uh, that's a term that we don't want to use. But uh, but they're waking up because of the pressure that's being put on them, and you know, from the virus uh, especially, uh, because uh, you know when you start managing mandating things that, you know, uh, on people to, uh, you know, wear masks and get vaccinated and all that stuff. And they don't have a choice. And it starts to look a little bit like, uh, oh, I don't know, a communist country of some sort. Well, yeah, it really wears on them when it comes to their family and their children and not being able to do anything except, like, be locked down. And pulling it back locally. Yeah. You got a board that's not doing well, anything to fight back. And when you look back a year and a half ago, and the government said, you're essential and you're not essential. Right. Walmart and Costco, you can be open. You're essential. Uh, Chinese shop, Mexican restaurant, you know, you're not essential. And at that point, uh, we knew there was something seriously wrong. Right. And this didn't make sense. And this was more than 
a cold virus politically. Right. They, they were using it in a different way. And for a lot of people, they started seeing that. And, you know, just like what happened with Carlos, uh, for me, an, an unknown person, I'd never seen him before. Never met him before. And, uh, you know, he basically said, you, you shut my business down. That hurts my family. And I'm, I'm going to fight you on that. And, you know, 25 million people picked up on that. Um, and, and, and a lot of other people were feeling the same way, millions yeah. and millions of, of people. And so we fast forward to today. We have a recall election that's quickly coming. In fact, today, the ballots are being mailed today, maybe tomorrow. And uh, those will be getting into your mailbox shortly. And you'll have a choice if you're a Shasta County resident that lives in District 2 the old district two and we'll oh, get yeah. we'll get into we'll get, that yeah yeah, yeah the old, what is that the old district the two. old district two you'll get to vote yes or no to recall leonard modi and if you vote yes or if you vote no you still get a chance to vote for any one of the four other candidates that are running and uh, so i think that's exciting um it allows the public to choose who they want um, and if they choose yes and recall Leonard Modi, I think it, it sets the stage for what's going to happen for this year in that they're not happy with what type of representation they've had and they're looking for something better. Well, and it goes to, to uh, maybe explain the process as well as if, if, if he gets recalled, he's gone, right? It's not like he gets to get voted on or anything. That's why it's kind of an interesting process that, that if, and that's why it's very important for everybody to get out there and vote in this election. Now, is that in every one of the districts that get the vote uh, for him to be recalled no. or just his district? So this year, um, everyone in District 2, that's one-fifth of the county, you'll be getting a ballot this week in the mail and all you have to do is fill it out yes and send it back in and yes for one of the other candidates that's as simple so as you yes, have to yes 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 to recall, for, to recall. right yeah because i know that they they try to confuse that right you know the yes does that mean that uh, you want to keep modi <laughs> or is it yes that you want to get rid of modi and it's yes to recall modi and get rid of him right yes to recall and yes to pick one of these other four right that you like what they stand on and, um, There's some good candidates in the other four too. I mean, uh, I, I haven't completely made my mind up on uh, on all of them. I have loyalties to one or the other, and and I like what uh, one or the other has said. No, and and that's the whole point is that um, it's a f still free country, and anybody that wants to run that lives in District Two could. And I think there's a couple candidates in this that are ready to go and ready to serve, um, and I think there's a couple that are not. Right. Um, but that's up to each voter to get to decide that. Right. And so you have that, that choice. And in order to get that choice, you do need to vote yes to recall. Now, if 50% of the people that are voting vote yes, then Leonard Modi is recalled. And one of the other four, whoever has the most votes, even just by one, will then be the next supervisor for District 2. Now, for three of these four candidates, they technically right now have been dislocated out of their district and they currently live in a different district. However, they will get to remain District 2 supervisor until the end of the term. They can 
relocate back to their district. You know, I mean, with that that just opens up yeah. such a can of worms that we get to talk about here. Yeah, that's a bad deal, and and I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, and you know well, Mark, because you were uh, my pick for Shasta County um, Commissioner for the, the redistricting. redistricting. Yeah, and uh, there was five commissioners, and each board of uh, supervisors was able to pick one, and and I picked you, and I thought you would do a good job, and you did. And in fact, the entire commission did a good job and they produced two maps for us to choose from. And both were good maps. And we felt that there might need to be some minor tweakings, but then the ROV comes back with two wildly different maps, two more wildly different maps, and then ultimately settling on map E that had nothing to do with what the commission or the public had asked for it's it's amazing i mean i sat through i don't even know how many meetings i mean and we uh, six seven eight whatever it was and uh so we, we we spent a lot of time learning and understanding and working with the staff to try to come up with a map that was going to you know distribute the population fairly among the different districts uh which was the pr- you know prime uh, directive and uh and and you know and when we submitted those maps uh we you know the the basis of submitting those that we liked them both of these we were kind of torn between the two uh one of some of us liked one some of us liked the other but there was just going to be minor tweak uh, tweaks when we presented them to you and so my thing was what's the point hmm. we, we we did all of this stuff we did all of this work we put all this stuff together and that was completely ignored by the by the uh, supervisors that voted for these other maps well one of my questions is was there a timeline to adopt it I mean, did yes. it have to be done by a certain date, no matter what, even with the recall going on? It did, yes. but we had many days to pick whatever map that we wanted. Right. And on the close to the last day that we had, we still had all day. We could have picked map A, B, C, D, E, any one of them we could have picked. So we had the time right. to do it. Um, we had more complaint on map E than all the other maps combined. Which is the one that was adopted. Which was the one on a four, uh, four out of five of the supervisors adopted. When we had the most complaint about dislocating people out of District 2 and putting them into 5. And just none of these things had come up in the commission meetings and the public hearings that you had. And you had 12 of them. I made a couple of them to check in, and the process was going smoothly, and the people had the opportunity to come and say, I don't like this. I certainly came and said, hey, there's a couple problems here that I think could be cleaned up to make it easier for the public to understand what district you're in. I think those were legitimate. And they just come out of the blue with this final map, um, now, that, when you say they, they, I was there at the meeting when that map was suggested, right? And it was suggested by one person there on the board. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the initial map came out of the elections office, correct? Correct. Yeah, and they so, were working at the behest of the supervisors, right? But the information that we gave to the register of voters. That map E, when it came back, was not what we had relayed to the ROV. So we got a totally different map that did not represent what we had asked for. And clearly, um, something went wrong. Some sort of influence occurred to get a map. And then you had a lot of complaint. I only had one person complain on a previous map that was dislocated out of their, uh, their district, which I brought forward. Um, and 
they disregarded that map with one person complaining. Here, many people, many people complained, both verbally to me and people that came to the boardroom, and they still took the worst map that we had. Um, this is really. What do you, what do you, why do you think it is? I mean, I don't want to throw stones, you know, without a, you know, a knowing. But I was there when I know Mr. Modi was the one that said, "What about if we do this?" And that right. seemed to turn into this other map. And uh, and then I'm thinking, you know, why did we even show up? What was the point? You know, if they're just going to throw out every other map that we did. Well, Mark, on this, I think um, this is just symptomatic of a lot of things that we've seen happen in the past right. that didn't make any sense. Where are you going to listen to the public or are you not? And clearly here we had 12, 13, 15 times to listen to the public and we didn't listen to them. Well, what do you think was gained by this other map? Well, it dislocated um, candidates that are currently running, three out of four of their own district. Um, it certainly did that. And that, to me, was probably the thing the that, primary reason. that they that was possibly done. I don't see any other reason that. Um, well, we, I've heard I've heard uh, scuttlebutt that it pulled some of the uh, uh, voters over from uh, Mary Rickard's district into Modi's district, so it'd, it'd give him a stronger block for future elections. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard that 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 was part of it. You know, I guess you'd have to really break the map down now and see what people were moved and what stayed and uh, to define it. But clearly we had an opportunity to listen to the public. That was the whole point of having the 12 meetings, to listen to the public and then um, make an improved map from what we've had and fix some of the problems. And now we just created a whole bunch of new problems. I and mean, we can't get rid of it for the next 10 years. And if the population doesn't grow you're going to have this map for the next 20 it, years. It, so you can't amend it or no, redo it or no. anything that's for what, 10 that, years. That's what the whole census thing is about when you right. remember. Right, I understand. But if, yeah. if everybody you know, decided to stand no. up and say, we don't like it. No, because it. it affects more than just the districts of uh, this county. You know? you know, I think back to 2011, the last time the census was done and a new map was drawn. And I had been living in District 3 for 25 years, and I was moved into District 2. And you can't help but yeah. think that there's this is a you know putting somebody putting a finger in somebody's eye and because, I was running. because the two candidates this time mm -hmm. that got are both of them are running against Modi right. uh, uh, you know so really how much power does a person have and influence on this map uh, over the last you know ten years or better I don't know but I had to move out of my district that I lived in uh, a couple blocks away to get back into District 3. And people said, hey, you just moved. Uh, yeah, I had to move because you moved me out of my district, which... Um, which you know, is going to happen to these other two guys right. if either one of them gets elected. And there was no reason for it. I wouldn't mind so bad. I mean, so be it, if you had a good map. Right. If the map made sense, right. and it's like, it's unfortunate, but this makes sense. This map didn't make sense. This map took a supervisor district that should have had some influence in the city of Reading, remove that completely, cut Happy Valley off and from their District 2 and put that into District 5. Nowhere along That's the line crazy. did anybody ever have uh, any wants or desires to do that. Well, that was the one that map that we'd put together that actually 
took Chimente's district uh, and and made it so that he was a little more rural. Right. You know, had some rural areas, so everybody had skin in the game in the city and the rural. Which area. I really liked that, and that was I think the best map of the two. I think that was a good map, and I like that map, and I approved that map, and I just wanted a smu- a few small changes down around I five where they still had District Two on the east side of I-5. It didn't need to be, it's a west side district. It doesn't need to be on that side. And, you know, looking back, I guess we should have just approved, you know, looking back as as to what happened, we should have just approved map A and called it good. But we wanted to do a good job for the public and we wanted to listen to the public. And so this this is government at its worst and the Board of Supervisors is to blame for it. And if you are dislocated out of your district after this census, um, and are unhappy, you can blame four out of five of these board members because I think they did a bad job. Um, they, they didn't listen to the commission. They didn't listen to the public. Um, and, you know, in this last whole year and a half, that's what this change has all been about is elected officials not listening to the public. Mm-hmm. You know, this job's pretty easy. We sit on our butts the whole entire day, right? And all we have to do is, is listen, listen okay. to the public and, and act. That's a pretty easy job. Well, they haven't huh. been listening for a long time, and it's pretty obvious. I mean, with everything that's been going on, they use every excuse in the book to not listen to the public. Oh, well, you guys are not the only constituents. Well, okay, so you're supposed to then listen to constituents that don't show up over constituents that do show up, and and with some kind of a pretend game like they're more important or there's more numbers, and those kind of numbers, you know, it was overwhelming that the people that were showing up were were in a well, majority yeah. of the population. And they are saying that that wasn't representing the population when the other side wasn't there at all, but they're taking that side. Very few. Or very few, yeah. And that brings up a good point, you know, and I've been posting a few things on online about you know the ones that Sh- are shocking su- <laughs> that's shocking right there <laughs> the ones that are supporting the this block of supervisors that seem to vote lockstep no matter what and it's always about the money i mean you know we keep hearing oh it's not about the money but then but it is it is about the money mm-hmm. if you look at the last red white and blue pro, uh, print pro, uh, uh, episode episode thank you uh that uh you know, it was pretty obvious because you know, thirty-four million. You, you you want to turn that down, but the stakes are high. It's not just oh the thirty-four million. You know, their malfeasance and spending it, yeah. has been coming for a long time. If they mandate that you got to get a shot, and I got more and more proof here that I mean, I got a story from uh, Cheryl Atkinson here, more and more proof that it's coming out. Uh, another story that uh, they're admitting that uh, it uh, will cause myocarditis in children, and this is Pfizer's own stuff. More and more things that are coming to light that shows that this is a bad deal that's not going to change out of sacramento as far as i can tell and so you know you come back to uh who are you going to listen to right you know and is that money more important than our children our jobs our lives i mean at what point in time do you go wait a minute you know we need to examine the uh, the strings that are attached to this well and you know lately um with these vaccinations and these mandates with regards to the children, um, if there was anything that would awaken a community, uh, I think that that mm-hmm. is one thing when you start talking about uh, doing something with these kids on something that's experimental. And then we're going to review it for a few years and then see what happens. Right. Um, if you want to get moms and dads 
uh, upset, that would be a very That's good what, way to, to do it. Yeah. Well, there's, no. there, I'm looking at a study from that just came out from the Canadian uh, COVID Care Alliance. Uh, uh, and uh, basically, uh, F- Pfizer inoculations do more harm than good. They're finding that the, the studies are showing a significant increase in illness, uh, with which the Pfizer inoculations are supposed to reduce. Right. So, so how do you reconcile that? But but the people on the other side now are trying to up the dosage for the children and have the boosters sooner. Wow. And this yeah, is, and, and so the parents, like Patrick's saying, the parents and stuff are starting to go, hey, wait a minute, well, no, let's go, no more, no more. Let's go back to the $34 million. Okay, yeah. so what are we getting for our $34 million? Well, so that... <laughs> <laughs> So that, again, is a a great piece of government work. This was approved just before I was elected a year ago. And the 34 million that came, or the uh, 24 million that came in last time, um, 4 million of that totally was given to the Chamber of Commerce. And then they determined how that money was to be allocated to small businesses that were struggling due to the the shutdowns. Um, Of course, they cut off a a chunk for administration. A couple um, hundred thousand. A couple hundred thousand. And then then support Shasta Forward, which is three members of the board. So an obvious uh, connection there that's that's not appropriate. Um, And the chamber should have, have... not been involved in that, but that's their own doing. Um, and that ultimately will hurt them in time with credibility. Um, then the other monies went to the county and it was used in a variety of different ways, but you have to take a look that the county grew by 100 people during that time. Wow. And, and so the government here, businesses are shutting down. People are losing their businesses. Families are getting hurt and local government is growing substantially. Well, and they're, they're yeah. being paid, basically being bribed uh, to to go along with the program. And and when you look at that, I mean, that the, the what when you say that, what stands out in my mind is, uh, you know, with this this Modi saying we desperately mm-hmm. need this thirty four million dollars. So this next group of money that's coming, and they want to make that decision. You notice they made that announcement. Um, that they're going to decide how to spend this money in January. Right. Uh, now, how come not February? To me, February would be a little bit better. Maybe after the, after the recall, recall election. <laughs> you think that well, might be they, somebody they, else You can't there? help but think there's something going on here because because this whole thing stinks. You know, when you say I, I, we need this money desperately, right. but we're going to give everybody raises, and in fact, it, the, those raises, there's more raises to come on the new agenda that's going to be uh, tomorrow. Correct. In fact, on uh, for tomorrow we have C six, which is a consent item. Um, with lots of raises, and so you I know, just happen to have it right here in front of me, which yeah. really makes me unhappy again. In that we have a whole series of pay increases that are on a consent. Now, consent items are supposed to be individually uh, scrutinized, individually and, and and items that are routine and individually scrutinized that need no more further deliberation. And that clearly is not the case on this and so many other consent items. And uh, here it is. They just want us to simply pass it without any any uh, issue. Now, I'll pull it off, and we'll be able to discuss why this group of people needs raises. How, do we have any retention problems? Um, when's the last time they got raises? And I think you'll see that some of them have already gotten raises earlier this year or earlier uh, last year, right. mid-last year. Um, so we need to discuss that. 
and show that it's a good use of public funds and that it's warranted. Well, you know, and I'm not against raises as much as I'm against malfeasance on the part of the county and the supervisors with the spending because we've grown our budget from 300 to 600 million in the last 10 years. Right. Where's all the money going? They refuse to do an audit. Right. Uh, now, a forensic audit. I mean, not just an audit where some guy comes in and says all the figures are correct. I want a, uh, somebody that comes line in. Line by line. That, that says, where's the money actually going? Yeah. Okay. Line by line, where is it going? And people, if you've known me and on my years on council, um, you've also seen that I've rarely ever supported pay increases. Now, recently I have supported a few, and it's hard for me to do that, but I've done it with the sheriff's department because we have a retention problem. We're having a hard time retaining enough sheriff deputies, and so I have given some pay increases, some signing bonuses to try to get enough staffing for the police department. But it's hard for me to do, and it's upsetting for me to do it because every time I do some of these things, many of these things, it increases the pension obligation that right. is still running unchecked. And the public is unaware of what it means to the public because you have to pay for it. It's not a county debt. That check, you're going to write me that check in time. And the public is responsible for those pensions. Now, where, where are we at? Uh, uh, One billion? And uh, I mean, where are we at? So when you look at the total debt, paid over time because when you don't you know when you don't have when you buy a house for example most people can't pay for it outright so you take out a loan right and you pay interest over time and so if that house was a hundred thousand dollars um if you paid it off do you think it cost you just a hundred thousand dollars of course not it's three times that it's many more and that's the same problem we have with the pensions so we have a particular amount of debt with calpers And by the time we get that paid off some 30 plus years down the road, it will be $1 billion, if not more. And so every time you give a pay increase, it compounds that issue. So you're not dealing with a very large issue and you're taking a considerable amount of general fund money to pay for those pensions every year, every month. And that's the part that, that hurts me. And so it's unfortunate that I can't give a raise. It would be nice to give a raise in good conscience, but but it compounds the pension debt. How about, how about somebody get a pay cut? You know, I mean, Linda's got the, the figures that she got from uh, the Shasta County Citizens Journalist. Uh, yeah, uh, on, the on the Health and Human Services. I'm it. starting to go into it and, you know, do line by line and stuff like that. And the amount, I mean, I did five so, pages, added them up. So, so, so the one that, that stands out in my mind is what was the first one was like three hundred sixty thousand or yeah three hundred fifty four thousand dollars off of uh, the with, first. Sheet. That's not counting benefits. You know what the spe- the speaker of the house gets like two forty three, mm-hmm. and well, that's for sixty uh, on the average sixty people. And you know this was a similar problem uh, back on my days at city council. And in those years, the paper even once printed the top to the bottom in salary so the public could see what sure. public employees. They got a lot of threats, so they never printed that information again. But it was a, di- <laughs> I remember it was a disservice to the public, unfortunately. Right. And there you take a look at a city manager that was taking with pay and benefits something like $328,000 for pay and benefits. Wow. And, and while that was shocking... Really, if you looked at the very bottom, um, they're, that, not get, they're, they're barely getting by. Well, actually, that's where it was most shocking to me. It was the top was pretty disturbing, but janitor one or two, whatever the bottom position was, 
was costing the taxpayers something to the tune of $45,000. For a janitor. Right, and that was the lowest paid. That's pay and benefits, mind you. Well, but, that's the average uh, That's the average medium income in Shasta County. Uh, and I've, there, I've, looked, yeah. I've looked at several different right. sources. It's somewhere and, right, and It seems yeah. like 45000 is the average medium yeah. income. So that's the right. lowest pay in the city uh, or the county. You know, and, and, and sometimes I'm just wondering where... Where is it that the taxpayer is put, you know, in front? Well, how about just a part of the process? You know, where is a person that says, hey, I, I think that's kind of excessive? Um, because if you leave government unchecked, they will spend every penny that they have no matter what. And we see a ton of that in health and human services where we get this grant money and we're going to spend it no matter whether it's a good program or not. Right. And we've already demonstrated we have failed programs, but yet they're going to continue to do it over and over and over. Just like housing for the homeless, which I have voted no on many times. Um, I'm not going to spend money. Our job as, as, in, as a government is to not buy people homes or housing. That is not our role. Right. And, and it doesn't fix the problem. Right. Even what, if what, your house... What, what do you think is the role of the, the Shasta County Board of Supervisors? Exactly. We do have a role, and I believe in government, but... It isn't buying you a house because you have failed to supply one for yourself. Or even in the event that your house burned down, as tragic as that is, it is not the role of government to rebuild your house. We can help do the cleanup. I could do that. Um, you know, and so we want a livable county. We can help when someone is down by helping you get a job and you can go build your own house. How about in resource management? helping move through a process that should be easy, working for you instead of against you and helping build this county forward. Um, But instead, anybody that's ever dealt with resource management, uh, you don't ever want to deal with them again. I have story after story after story. I don't know how, I don't know if it ever stops where, um, you know, they've just, the government isn't here to help you. And I want to fix that. And I think over the last year and a half, that's what we're hearing is we want government to work for us and we're going to do something about it. I think it. government yeah. is turned to preying on us more than it has to helping us. And it's not worried about our rights. It's not worried about securing I think our it's, rights. I think it's taken care of itself. Right. It's become and, self-serving. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, it's the core has taken, it's, it's protected and, and created that bubble, but it has forgotten about the people that we serve. And I have not forgotten that. From the day I was first elected in 2006 till today, I, I, I'm here to work on behalf of the public. It's why I've turned down all the pension, all, all CalPERS pension. I will never receive it, not on the city days, not on my county days, not on anything else that well, I ever gonna do. it's going to go belly up anyway. You know that, right? It probably will. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just don't want to be a part of a failed no, system. I'm kidding, honestly. And I want, I want people to have a good retirement, but this ain't it. Well, and there's good retirements, and then there's fat, bloated retirements that are being mismanaged by a, a group of people at CalPERS that have, uh, you know, invested in, you know, speculative crap based on a lot of, you know, uh, green energy policies and things like that. So, so the, the, I feel sorry for the people that have been paying into that, uh, uh, that think they're going to have something at the end of the day. I don't think there's going to be anything there. Uh, the well, if you retire early and die young, you're going to be okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, there's a way out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it ultimately is it's almost like a Ponzi scheme as long as there's it new is, people. I think it, it, I think it actually is. You know, p- keep paying into it, it'll prolong. Well, but that's the definition of a Ponzi scheme. Exactly, is when when uh, the new money is paying for the old money. Correct. 
And and that's exactly what they're doing. And, they're- and that's why it, it appears to me why they want to continue to grow government, because that allows a Ponzi scheme, this scheme, to work better. If you try to create a smaller, more efficient government, that's where this may fail. Well, I, that's why I say it's treason, because they are throwing their fellow countrymen under the bus for their benefit. Well, they, they don't care. They're up there, or they have been. They've been up there sitting, just doing whatever they please. Well, with, this is what with the our found, money. This is what the founders uh, warned us about. We got about fourteen seconds, and then uh, we'll uh, take a break here, and then uh, come back for the next segment, and then we'll we'll talk some more uh, stuff about millionaires and billionaires and whatever. <laughs> and else. more money. More money. And, yeah. Right. Where is the money? Where's the yeah? Where's Where, where's, where's, where's the Waldo? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Very good. We'll All see right. you on the next segment. 